0: Nigel Hammer's right over there with a special guest on the hotline.
1: The president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86, is Rick Snyder. He joins us. Rick, I do want to talk about the crime numbers in Indy for January. I want to talk about how it's been a rough month for law enforcement taking, you know, fire from uh, offenders. But I want to start with something that really bothered me yesterday and i opened up the show with this yesterday i'm having a hard time with the fact that the death penalty has been taken off the table for the killer of impd officer brianne Leith. there's a law in indiana that states if someone is insane they cannot be executed and it only takes one examiner to look at somebody, say they're insane, for that to be taken off the table. I'm having a real hard time with this because I don't believe the shooter was insane. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I want to get your thoughts.
2: Yeah, well, just to clarify, um, I think the decision was focused and based on the, stat- the status in the term of mentally ill. Uh, this wasn't a determination on insanity, that has been a claim that has been raised, but there's still been no determination based upon that. Listen, guys, I mean, it's obviously it's a, it's a frustrating, very frustrating uh, step in the process. um, Not only for our officers and their families, but for the Lee family and uh, guys, I got to say the the same frustration you just uh, shared is what we've been hearing from residents, not only in Indianapolis, but throughout the state of Indiana, there's, there's just a lot of questions that still uh, remain around the decision. You know, the decision was made uh, by the uh, Marion County prosecutor, Ryan Mears, the decision that he uh, has to stand by. Uh, but the, our question was, we, we were just looking for a little bit more information as to what the basis was, the rationale. We've been focused on questions revolving around the process and, and, just as importantly, the timing of the decision. Remember, guys, this is scheduled to go to trial in just a couple of weeks, beginning on Monday, February the 12th. And um, we were just curious if there were any efforts to contest the findings by the court experts uh, that wasn't included in the uh, public release that was made by the prosecutor. So in the meantime, we're going to be focused on the family. We stand by Bree's son, uh, her mom, her dad, and her sisters. And uh, we've been doing that ever since April 9th, 2020 guys that we're four years waiting for justice in this case. And uh, we're now focused on full accountability uh, for the criminal charges of murder, criminal confinement, and battery on Brie. Remember, she was shot two times in the head, guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was one of two people that were shot in that incident. And uh, her sacrifice was captured in that majestic tribute. You and your listeners will remember that uh, we held at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway yeah. uh, that was uh, fitting for her and her sacrifice. Uh, but we're going to stand with her, and we encourage everybody else in our community to continue to continue uh, to be like Bree.
0: you know rick what what worries me is if they are using the mentally ill excuse to get him out of the death penalty what else are they going to try to get him out of and will the prosecutor go along with it does that worry you at all
2: well i you know i i fully encourage any defendant uh, in criminal court, to proceed with a robust defense—that's uh, part of our process. However, I would say this: we also expect the prosecutor, on behalf of the state of Indiana, yeah, that's what to I'm forward with a robust prosecution as well. Especially when it revolves around an alleged cop killer. Listen, remember, Bree wasn't killed for who she was; she was killed for what she represents. And that is the law of the state of Indiana. An attack on an officer is an attack on all of us. And that's the salient point here. And listen, out of this tragedy came things like the Leith Initiative, where in, in honor of Bree, the federal uh, prosecutor's office has moved forward with launching a robust prosecution of uh, domestic uh, violence abusers who are arrested and charged for committing crimes with guns. So every one of those who go to prison do so under Bree's name and her memory, and most importantly, her sacrifice.
1: Rick, last thing on this, and then we'll move on to some other things. I was just, I was thinking about this a lot. Put yourself in the position of Bree's family here. You've got this vibrant, beautiful young lady committed to serving her community, a daughter, a mother. Um, she was, you know, the recipient of multiple awards for community service. And she's taken too soon in a violent attack. It's been almost four years. And the poor family, they're still getting bad news after bad news because they wanted the death penalty. Has the system and has the state of Indiana so far let down the family of Breanne Leith? I
2: think the ultimate question will come and the ultimate verdict that is uh, received uh, at the conclusion of the process. But I would say this, guys, what you're uh, acknowledging is the literal literal hell that our families of our officers walk through Mm. uh, when officers lives have been taken by criminal offenders. And most importantly, it's the daily hell that our families go through, um, recognizing the risk that their officers are taking and simply stepping forward as women and men to serve their fellow neighbors and in. provide protection for them at the risk of their own lives so that's why we lift up the families of our officers on a daily basis and i would just add this guy is a man of faith it's why we have to have faith through this process Uh, i mean i know the Leith family are strong folks of faith and uh, we continue to stand by them and stand in prayer with them as well
1: rick you talk about you know acts of violence against law enforcement which that's what it was with uh, the late Officer Brianne Leith. January has been a rough month of attacks against law enforcement. What are you seeing?
2: Well, I think it's completely in line with the surging attacks that we've seen on officers here near and far, right? Here in Indianapolis, uh, last year, we had multiple attacks on our law enforcement officers. Of those multiple attacks or threats of deadly force against those officers, um, 18 of those incidents re- resulted in our officers having to discharge their weapons to pre- protect their lives or the lives of someone else. Now, what's interesting to note is that was a high number, which ought to tell you something that out of the countless interactions our officers have, that was a high number. But in that, uh, those attacks continue into 2024. We saw that just last night with another attack on a, uh, Law enforcement officers who were out there serving their community—they were taking proactive steps and doing what we're asking them to do. Think about all the junk going on, guys, in our city, our county, the revolving door of criminal justice. The deck is literally stacked against our officers. Oftentimes, they're 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 fighting and and standing this line with their hands tied behind their backs by the system, yeah. and yet they faithfully go out there and do this day in and day out. And and yet you still have local anti-police advocates and national activists that keep parroting the same kind of talking points around our country and right here in indianapolis talking about this outrageous quote unquote number of police action shootings last year in our city but here's the facts guys we had 18 police action shootings out of 680,000 police citizen contacts and interactions to put that in perspective Uh, While we never want to have one police action shooting, those were only 0.0026 percent of all the interactions our officers are up against. It literally is three one thousandths of a percent of a negative outcome like that. But those officers were doing that to save their lives and the lives of others. So we have media outlets that have also across the country been refusing to counter the points of these activists and their bogus claims by not counterbalancing that with the yeah. also record levels of attacks on our officers, 378 officers shot in the line of duty just last year. That's an officer every 23 hours, guys.
0: And, and last thing before we let you go here, uh, Rick Snyder, president of the FOP here in Indy, I, I, I have to expect that a police action shooting that results in the death of a suspect takes a toll mentally. On the police officer. I mean, forget about the fact that we have an administration that likes to go after police officers in police after action shootings. But w- what does that mentally do to a police officer that that ultimately has to take another life if it's if it come you know protecting himself and or another citizen?
2: Well, it has drastic effects on their body, their mind, and their spirit. And we're operating in a very violent environment already this year and in in 26 days of this new year. We've had 66 people shot or stabbed and 15 homicides. That's a person shot or stabbed every nine hours and a person killed every one and a half days, guys. That's the environment they're operating within. Now, we have a new chief of police, Chris Bailey. He was uh, speaking from the scene of this latest incident last night where three officers were fired upon and could have lost their lives. And he made a salient point in that. He said that we have to put down the guns and that if people do not uh, agree with what officers are doing, the street is not the place to litigate that. That's a, a very strong point that needs to be made. It's what we say, uh, just comply and don't die. That's not the place to have the fight. And you had a side-by-side comparison. A male who is actively shooting at police officers, they're forced to respond with um, defending their lives with their weapons. A female literally right next to this male says suspect who fully complied she's taken into custody without incident that's the side-by-side comparison of what's possible here and guys it leaves us with this final thing today is the anniversary of the line of duty death of officer david moore who tragically was killed in line of duty in 2011 12 years ago dave was a friend of mine he's one of the best police officers i've ever known he was the best amongst us and what that Those incidents show our officers that if something like that can happen to a stellar cop like Dave, it can happen to any of us. But what we know is this, is that our officers are willing to do that day in and day out. Dave was shot four times, and he heroically gave his organs in his death and saved multiple lives. And what I know is this, is that while all of this is tragic, no one wants to have to have these encounters one thing I know is that while our officers are willing to lay down their lives, they're not willing to lay down their rights to protect themselves and others. And they're going to continue to faithfully stand the line in honor of our sisters and brothers like Brianne Leith and David Moore and countless others. We will not give up on you, Indianapolis. Do not give up on us.
1: Rick Snyder is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86, here in Indiana. Rick, as always, we appreciate your time. God bless. Stay safe and tell your officers they got a lot of support out there.
2: Thank you, guys. God bless you. It's
1: the Hammer and Nigel Show.